Deep within a bleak and dismal era, hidden within the murky internet, lies the headquarters of the most sinister peaks of all time, a legion on Zoom. And what's up, everybody? Yo, yo. Welcome to another episode of the Legion on Zoom. I'm Chez. I'm Rod. <laughs> and I'm Miguel. And this is the third episode of our small little endeavor here. And crazy news. Keaton is coming back as Batman. Holy fucking shit. I'm getting wet just listening to this. This could be the best news that we've gotten, I don't know, in the last, what, five years, maybe. <laughs> I think so. Like, this is, um, this is awesome. With regard to DC, right? Because we've gotten some crazy news out of Marvel, like crossover films. But yeah, like DC news, this definitely takes the cake. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Of course, Marvel has not let us down and they just keep, you know, making it more epic and more epic. But man, Michael Keaton, like I felt like, you know, childhood Miguel was just like, yeah, it's awesome. Dude, if they gave me the option before all this happened to either end all world hunger or bring back Michael Keaton as Batman, I would have picked Michael Keaton as Batman. Damn. <laughs> That's what's up. I would have to think about that, too. I would have to think about it. Like, damn. I wouldn't have had to think about that. That's the crazy part. <laughs> no, mind you, even though I do have some slight reservations about Michael Keaton Batman, which I'll say for uh, Tad later in the episode, but that's freaking nuts. And the crazy part is why he's coming back. If I'm not mistaken, isn't that like that the Flashpoint Ezra Miller movie is going to get so crazy that apparently is going to slip into the Batman 89 verse? Or am I wrong? Well, I don't know about the Batman. Well, yeah, exactly. It might slip into the Batman 89 verse. Exactly. And what I was reading about it too, which I think is very exciting, is that apparently um, it's, it's going to be like a multi-film contract. Uh, for him so that's incredible yeah that i didn't know that's so there's obviously mad speculation out there about what does this mean right so like is it because because he's going to be portraying like old an older bruce wayne right so you know is this going to then introduce batman beyond perhaps or is he going to take on the role of some mentor across all these different films or something what's gonna happen yeah and then to concurrently still be active in the spider-man films so he's going to be the vulture there because he has a cameo in uh, Morbius. And now as Bruce Wayne, you know, coming back home, talk about homecoming. Right. And then, exactly. And then, and I think, and that's great too, because I love them as the vulture. I think he did a great job. It made me feel confident that he still has it. Like he still has it, even though he's older, obviously, but he can still be that kind of superhero villain type character uh, in a film, obviously with a lot of CGI and all that, but you know, I, ah, Michael Keaton's the best. That might be the most epic of all the double dips in the comic book movies. Double, what do you mean? Yeah. Yeah, you know, like when like, there seems to be a slight subculture of like actors playing a hero in both universes mm. or a hero villain, well, just playing a character in either universe. And I think this might be one of the coolest ones. Like Batman 89 and Vulture, like, whoa. That actually makes me think, actually, is he, is there any other actor that has done that, that they're in both the MCU and in the DC universe? I can't, I can't, off the top of my head, I can't remember. Well, you got Jared Leto to some degree. Oh, work is going to be Morbius. The Joker and then Morbius. And I'm pretty sure that there have to be some other ones too. I was about to say Chris Evans, but he double dipped in the Marvel universe. In Marvel. Yeah. So Michael Keaton will be the only epic one to be getting that. might be the first That big one. ass check from both of them. <laughs> he said. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's, that's pretty wild. That's pretty Damn, wild. Well done, Michael. Well done. Yeah, and it's yeah. cool because this news came on the same week that they were talking about Jeffrey Dean Morgan potentially signing on for Flashpoint. And I'm wondering Ooh. if it if it was like an either or deal or if people just got these preliminary reports and just started guessing. But if if we could get both uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, Flashpoint Batman, and Batman 89 in this... Cra- I mean, it might be too much Batman for a Flash film. It'll basically be like a Batverse, like into the Batverse film. That film would be called The Flash Batman. Exactly. <laughs> kind of like the way that Iron Man, like, just 
stole most of Spider-Man's thunder in Homecoming, just have yeah. Batman just take that movie over. Hell yeah, not just any Batman, Batman 89. Yes. Batman. Just yeah, thinking about and actually, but but that that would wouldn't that kind of map on though to Flashpoint story, right? Because the Flashpoint story obviously was a it's a flash centric story, but it was also like a heavy Thomas Wayne, this whole other Bat, Flat, Batman Flashpoint oh, story. Like man. he was like they were integral, they were key, you know. It was basically Flash, Batman from that universe and versus um Comuera, reverse flash, right? Yeah. Or mm. I mean, they could probably just like superimpose the Batman eighty nine concept onto that. Like when he runs back, instead of like the whole um Jeffrey Dean Morgan, like that Batman, it's the Michael Keaton eighty nine Batman instead. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they could yeah, so they could do like a clever swap. Or I'm thinking maybe they'll do they'll, they'll do like a better scene because you remember how in what was it in Batman versus Superman, right? Where Flash appears to Bruce Wayne, Batflick, right? In the scene. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like kind of warning him of something. Maybe now like Flash realizes, ah, oh, you suck. You don't you don't help me at all. I'm gonna go to another dimension to go to another Bruce Wayne and get another you. To get an effective one. Yes. That would be kind of like into the Batman verse, which would be pretty epic. Like thinking about Michael Keaton, like it just kind of makes me reminisce about like the first that might be like the first comic book movie I think I uh, like I was ever ever actually into. Is the first one I can remember. I mean, I think I saw like Flash Gordon and stuff like that, but I was after that. But I think that might be one of the first things that got me into comics, which our fans out there, who I'm sure by now they're probably in the hundreds of thousands, um, <laughs> they might want to know like, how did like the whole Legion get into comics as individuals? Word. So, because you got into comics, you're saying with thanks to the Batman films, well, yeah? Kind of. Um, I mean, I had seen them as a kid, but actually met rod when i was about like nine ten years old and i think he gave me like my first comic books and then from there like the rest was history just like a bunch of trips and stuff to the comic book store and whatnot i like to point out right now for our fans at home that you have one of the most reliable ice cream truck guys in the city right on point if you can all hear in the back they're right there. And it shows that we're punctual, too, to some degree, right? <laughs> exactly. We're all at the same time. It's causation and correlation. <laughs> it's like, would we Yo. be here if that ice cream truck wasn't there? Mm. Mm. Damn. <laughs> Thank you, ice cream truck man. Thanks. Yeah, man. No, but, yeah, because I, I, got, I, got I got into comics, I think. Actually, damn, I can't remember. I don't know what came first, actually, because I remember X-Men. Like, X-Men got me into the into the comic book world and then like because i remember the first comic book that i ever bought was an x-men comic book i think it was issue 26 or something or i don't remember it was a or i don't it was it was in editor's note it was actually x-men 15 published december 10th 1992 1992 i remember the cover had it was it was one of the executioner song uh, uh, storyline and the cover had strife with with Jean Grey and Cyclops there. Oh no! So I think the, right before that, because around that time, I think the cartoon came out, and I think the X Men cartoon, which is obviously like goddamn, like one of the best. It was a masterpiece. Book, it was a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Masterpiece, one of the best theme songs out there. Oh, so good! I remember like all of that together, just like took me into the comic book world and then because i remember that was the first comic book i bought i remember re- going into a pharmacy uh and then i saw it like in the you know where they have like freaking just magazines and stuff and i was like what mom what's that yeah bam and i'm like asking my mom begging my mom can you get that for me and then that's it and then being reading comic books ever since well ever since but i did have a hiatus you know because i think i guess just for the listeners at home right like we're based in new york city Right now, if specifically we're based like in the Heights and in the Bronx. Yeah, I'm originally from Mexico. I'm originally from Tijuana, in, in the San, you know San Diego border region. And I was reading comic books, you know, up until basically I guess almost when I was done with high school, and then I kind of stopped. But then when I moved to New York, and I moved with our good man right here, Rod. What uh, up? Yeah, that just Rod was integral to just reconnecting me with comic books because like Rod had not really stopped reading comic books. And, you know, you'll show your story right now. But at that point, I was I had stopped. And then you basically had almost all the books 
that picked up where I left off and you were like, I got you, bro. Boom. Start reading this. I think, and then you gave me, I think Avengers is assemble. I'm like, all right, let me check this out. It's like, what? And then that's it. The rest is history, as they say. Yeah, you can't go wrong with Brian Michael Bendis Avengers. That's what got me heavy into Marvel Comics as well. Well, at least recently. But to go back, I grew up just stealing like my older brother's Marvel Comics. Like he would, whenever he'd go outside, I'd sneak into his room and just start reading his comics. And then on television, you know, you had like Adam West Batman, you had some old school Spider-Man cartoons, but I hadn't really read a DC comic book because my brother never bought them. So I never really read them. Um, but then, you know, skip forward a few decades and I'm in Rite Aid and I see a wizard magazine, rest in peace, one of the greatest magazines of all time. Ooh, definitely. With, yeah. with the iconic cover of uh, Jim Lee and Jeff Loeb's Hush with Superman basically strangling Batman and it's drawn beautifully. Oh. You know, like you're talking about X-Men, Jim Lee is just like an all time in the Mount Rushmore of comic creators. You know, he's definitely up there. Yeah, exactly, because the cover that I was describing, it was obviously drawn by Jim Lee. Editor's note. It was obviously not drawn by Jim Lee, but actually by another legend, Andy Kubert. Because I was doing his awesome run, and it's like, come on, he was one of the On the Mount Rushmore of artists. On the Mount Rushmore. But he doesn't draw anymore, really. Like, he doesn't, he's not, like, he's above that. Like, he's not doing a comic book run anymore. He's such a good artist that he's above art. Damn. <laughs> so yeah picking up that wizard magazine just started this this intense love affair with dc comics ever since so much so that nowadays i honestly just rarely read marvel i do enjoy the films but i am a batman fanatic like i try to live my life in a in a way that you know some people follow jesus christ or the teachings of buddha <laughs> or things like that no for me it's batman it's exactly. What, Batman. If you're gonna follow, what would Batman do? Exactly. If you're gonna follow a fictional character, might as well let it be Batman, right? Exactly. Exactly. Oh. And I we just upset all the Christians that are listening. <laughs> I mean, if there's any hero to follow, I mean, is Batman really the best example? We can kind of dig into this. Mm, it depends. It depends like, which Batman, right? There are many iterations. <laughs> what hero would kind of be like a good role model? What about like a Matt Murdock? He's a lawyer. He's disabled and still, you know, like he's out there just doing his thing and defending the innocent. Yeah, or because I think chess, chess means, right, like I think Batman proper from the books, right? Batman yeah. canon. Like, right, like is he the best role model? Like, is I think he? there's things about him that definitely that are good to look, you know, to, 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 to aspire to be like. But obviously there's a lot of other stuff where it's like, no, that's not, that's <laughs> probably not healthy. He's a benevolent warlord. People just don't want to say it. I don't know about Matt Murdock because, okay, now to go back to Brian Michael Bendis, who we name dropping him a few <laughs> times. Hopefully he'll, like, you know, I don't know, do an interview with us someday. Can you imagine? Yeah. Anyway, he, I, I started reading his Daredevil run after it was, like, you know, uh, Miguel and, my, and a roommate of mine, they were, like, suggesting it. And he does live in a gray area because you know he's defending the law in court but breaking the law as a vigilante so i wouldn't look at him as a role model because at least bruce wayne's not out there like oh yeah you guys all you know he's just dishing out his own brand of justice versus matt murdoch who's kind of playing both sides right this is very true i guess because i because i think with matt murdoch but it's kind of the same as batman no because like matt murdoch knows that 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 the justice system can only go so far that he knows the flaws in it and so he's gonna work both angles and like batman's the same way right batman yeah. knows that you know justice can't really go you know the justice system can't do it all on its own right because he got his he has his money and he has his philanthropic you know enterprises with his money uh which he could be doing more i'm sure right. but you know but he's also going the other way to be like, all right, let's, let's do this thing on the side because he's also doing illegal shit. Word. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you think about it, it's not even that Matt Murdock is playing both sides. He's doing complete justice because he's in the court of <laughs> law, straight up just like protecting the innocent, and then he's out in the streets fighting crime. <laughs> Matt Murdock is just He's the law. Um. Complete justice. Yes. Speaking of which, um, just a quick mention. 
Um, I'm going to make it a priority to at some point this week, just because of everything that's going on, to watch both Judge Dredd movies and mm. compare. I only saw Dredd once with Carl Urban. Yo, You've only seen it once. Yo, big ups to Carl Urban. Yo. He's just out there doing it. Thor Ragnarok, um, the, uh, the Boys, the boys. Dredd. Yeah, nah. He was in Thor Ragnarok? Yeah, like the Executioner. Yeah. Oh, re- oh re- that's the same dude? Yeah, 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 with the shaved head, yeah. Okay, for all our listeners out there, I do not pay attention to credits. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Just, uh, just you know, because pretty sure people are going to go crazy when they hear this. I kind of don't pay attention to credits. But, damn, really? That's the same guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I need that rewatch. I think I only saw that the Irvin the Dread one once, I think, actually. But also, let's not forget Stallone Dread. Come Heck, on. Dude, oh, like, yeah. okay. So, so, I've, had this, I've had this debate with Rod a couple of times. I think that the Sylvester Stallone movie is way better than the other one with Kyle Urban. However, I do think that the one with Kyle Urban is a better film. I, I think mm. I have to agree completely. You're right. I, I agree. It was a better made film for sure. And, and, and Urban was a good Dread. Uh, but I don't know, Stallone's dread is just like, I don't know, iconic, I feel, <laughs> at this point. Yeah, man, it's just, he is the love. I have to watch them both again, honestly. Yeah, yeah, like, it's definitely awesome films. I actually, like, only read some of their comics once. I don't know if you guys remember that thing they used to um, exist called Comic Bento. That was when everyone had, like, five, like, subscription boxes to everything right. and shit. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, and, yeah, and... They sent me like a Dread compilation once, and it was some trippy shit. Yeah, I've never read Dread, uh, uh, actually, never. And so, because Dread, that was Dark Horse, right? I yeah. believe so. It was, it was, the best way I could describe it would be Gaiman-esque. Ooh. If you catch what I'm laying down. I've only read, no surprise, the Batman Dread crossover. And I, I did buy, they released a sequel in graphic novel format for the urban film, which I never just got around to reading because I just got used to reading comics on my on my tablet. Like I rarely w- will read a comic book on paper nowadays. Yeah. Yeah, I'll only I'll only get I'll only get like actual print books now, which obviously we support, you know, gotta go out there, support comic book uh, uh shops, you know, get your prints. But I do. I it, it is it is cumbersome. Word. I think after a while, I think in the digital platforms just makes it a lot easier to read. And and I like getting print either when I know for sure it's a it's a, it's a stellar group of like writer plus artists that I want to have the art in front of me, and these are potentially going to be iconic storylines. Or after the fact, after I read the book digitally, that I love the art. Then I'm like, All right, I'm gonna get the actual book hoping to give it down to my to my children and their grandchildren <laughs> down the yeah. road. Yeah. And if you go to a con, you're not going to get like a tablet signed, right? You got to get like the paper. Hell yes. Unless you go to a con and you get a tablet signed. <laughs> yeah, but that's, you know. <laughs> just <laughs> sign it. <laughs> That'd be pretty epic. <laughs> and then you have like a bunch of tablets at home or something with the different signatures. Like you're Damn. wasting mad money, <laughs> like getting different iPads. All right, guys. So like there's something I wanted to bring up for all our fans out there. It's the third episode, and if you guys have still stuck around by now, you're probably going to stick around for episode 10,000. If you just found this episode, we hope you stick around to episode 10,000. It's going to be pretty awesome. Damn, I hope I hope we stick around for episode. I hope <laughs> I stick around. I'm around for 10,000, yes. I'm going to be here for episode 10,000. <laughs> Jesus. Um, but yeah, anyway, what I wanted to bring up was people, I'm pretty sure, would like to know, aside from how we got into comics, how the Legion on Zoom came to be. How did our nefarious minds decide to step into this chamber and just completely just try to disassemble everything we love and analyze it as much as we can? Mm. Exactly. They had been cl- they have been requesting this for a while now for us to get into this. So because of that, we will give it to our fans. Rod, care to describe a little bit the origin? Yeah. We're a little hesitant because it was so dark. I mean, podcasts podcasts are so commonplace now. And I'd imagine that the quarantine just exponentially increased the amount of people that are doing podcasts. 
and not only that, not only does it give us an opportunity to talk to each other, um, for whatever reason, <laughs> Chess is like got really close to the camera right now. It's really. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Yeah, it gives us a chance to talk to each other about something that we all care about, and who knows, maybe get some exposure. And you know, everybody's always saying that, oh, you guys should start a podcast. Whatever you're into, you're into pottery or some shit or, or origami. Hey, start a podcast on that podcast. And superhero culture has exploded with the MCU and Comic Cons, uh, which is canceled this year, unfortunately. It's everywhere, it's ubiquitous. Every other TV show is a superhero based show, whether it's The Boys or Watchmen, so much content. So. It's cool to have a place where you can listen to a couple of regular Joes, you know, talk about it and break it down and, uh, and give you some news and shit. Well, I would say some irregular Joes. But yeah, I agree with everything else that you said. Yeah, I mean, that's basically essentially how it happened. And also it was kind of like we tend to make ourselves laugh so fucking much just talking shit that we decided what would happen if other people heard the stupid shit that we say to each other in a slightly more organized manner. <laughs> exactly. And we're going to find out. <laughs> we're going to find out if people love it or hate it regardless. That'd be good. And yeah, and exactly. And I think, and this has been a long time coming now too, because like I do, because also like for the listeners, we have, we have this ongoing thread in, on WhatsApp, you know, like we have the hobby shop. That's the, it was the origin. That's the original name of our thread, which has been ongoing for, I don't know. Five years. Five years. I think it's been more than that. No. Uh, yeah, if I'm not mistaken, I could actually check that now. If I'm not, like, I legit checked that the other day. Yeah, isn't it a lustrum? Yeah, the lustrum shop. No, yeah. <laughs> actually, it turned, it turns, it turned five about three months ago. Oh wow, yeah, exactly. Because like we, because I've known you guys, I've known you guys for almost actually. I think this August it'll be like almost ten years now that I've known you guys that we all met when I moved to New York. Get the fuck out of here, really? It's been ten years now. Yeah, pretty much. Wow. And. And and exactly so, but we've had that hobby shop thread for a while, and then from there, I think I remember because even I think Chess, you brought it up uh, before that we should do this into a podcast because we would get into like for example, we heard the episode one, the Snyder Cut um, discussion yeah. that we've had. We've had that same discussion, discussion <laughs> multiple times on, on many, chat, it, just it, viciously typing like, "No, damn it, Rod, you're wrong." Hell yeah. I get tight. <laughs> <laughs> Developing carpal tunnel for the things we love. And I think we took advantage of, of, of that, the, the pandemic, obviously. <laughs> Finally being like, all right, well, we're not doing anything on the evenings, really, other than playing video games, playing guitar. Yeah, jerking off. Exactly. So essentially, for us to begin what was obviously a good idea, just took a soul-crushing global pandemic. For us to finally be like, okay, it's time. For the Legion of on Zoom to unite, we had to go through this traumatic mm -hmm. global experience. And just in the same way that um, on episode one, if I'm not mistaken, we discussed that there was a direct correlation between an uptick in crime and the announcement of the Snyder Cut. I think there's been a direct correlation in between just overall happiness and humanity and the premiere of our podcast. That's right. Look, this is based on absolutely nothing. <laughs> but I believe it. No, but like, like actually, yeah. Like when when people hear this, you know, the, the it'll be it, it, some of the news has come out already by the time people are hearing these episodes online. But to be honest, right, we when we started recording, like a week after they announced the news that Michael Keaton was coming back as Batman. So come on, guys. That's us. That's the Legion on Zoom. That's our first action. Yeah, exactly. 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 Like, by logic, everything that's happened <laughs> after episode one has premiered, if you think about it, is a direct correlation between our existence as a podcast and just the events that unfold. It's basic chaos theory. <laughs> I think. I don't even know what chaos theory is, but it sounds about right. <laughs> sounds about right. And, and like you're saying, like a whole bunch of fucked up shit has happened this year, but if you're a Batman fan... Yo, fuck. <laughs> we got we got that. There's still like glimpses of the Batinson suit coming out, the fucking Snyder cut, and now Michael Keaton. Like, what the hell? Christian Bale's gonna come out next? Like, hey guys, I, I want in. What's up? Yo, I think yo, I think this might be the year I get a bat insignia tattoo. Ooh, oh, get a Legion on Zoom tattoo. Yes, <laughs> I'll do it. 
during episode 10,000. <laughs> that, that, that is the episode. Oh, that'll be a great live episode. Perfect. Exactly. So, guys, look right there. You already know, everyone who's listening, if you stick around for 9,997 more episodes, I'm going to get a tattoo live on there mm-hmm. <laughs> on whatever platform exists that far from now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, but exactly. That's that's basically the origin of Legion on Zoom. A little chat thread from friends for years deciding to be like, all right, let's just, just record this and see. And also thanks to technology. Like we were just talking about this right now before we started the episode, no? about how like it's like this is like it's it's super cheap for us. like this is basically almost free for us to do this. Mm-hmm. It's kind of crazy that you mentioned that because like if you think about it, this <laughs> then this podcast is like the podcast equivalent of the movie Avatar because he couldn't make it because the technology didn't exist. <laughs> so we're basically who made that movie? James Cameron, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cameron. we're basically James Cameron of podcasting. I have yet to see that movie. Me either, and I have it on DVD right behind me, and I've never seen it. Wait, 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 wait. You guys haven't seen Avatar? <laughs> no. No. I've never <laughs> seen it. You guys have it. never seen it. Why? Why not? And you have it? Like, you have it in DVD? <laughs> I can show you the copy right now. I've never seen it. Jesus Christ. I would say... Is it sealed? <laughs> no, no it's, not, it's not sealed. So. <laughs> Which means I've opened it, so I'm doing this in stages. Damn. Like you got close one day, exactly. You unwrapped it, you got ready, took. I'm, I wonder, you took the DVD out, and there was like, no, I'm gonna wait. <laughs> yeah. And also, I think I, I might have it available on one of my streaming services. It might be on there. I've just never gotten around to it. What about you, Rod? No, I've never seen it. I never cared to see it either. Damn. I mean, but like, I'm sensing some hostility. I'm just saying I never got around to it. You were like, I don't care. Nah, fuck that movie. <laughs> it doesn't have... It's not a superhero movie. I don't give a shit. Like, I'll rarely watch a movie that does not have some type of comic book connection. I refuse. You know, that's actually a good question because I was wondering about that right now. Like, would this, would Avatar fall now? For <laughs> you, you, you okay there, Chad? You, you're all right. Yeah, yeah. I'm crying. I'm you crying. affected him, Rod. <laughs> he's, he's choking up. For oh, someone that's God. never seen Avatar, like, he's he's choked up. <laughs> nah, but, like, I'm wondering now with, with because with, Avatar, the sequel is going to come out, like, in a few years or something. And and now with all the movies that we have that are superhero esque, right, or superhero inspired, would Avatar fall as a superhero? Because it's sci fi, right? With people like it's got a Star Wars type vibe to it because it's people, other planets, aliens, you know, war. I don't know. Would that fall under? Nah, fuck that. I don't think it's a superhero movie. All right. I agree. All right, fuck it. And- and, and also, if I'm not mistaken, I know I say that a lot, but it's because I'm scared I make a lot of mistakes. Um, you make a ton. <laughs> you make a lot. <laughs> See, exactly. That's why I say that. I edit them out after yeah, the podcast, yeah. so don't worry. Yeah. It's usually, f- like, completely riddled with inaccuracies. Um, <laughs> isn't James Cameron, like, against, like, the whole superhero movie genre? Isn't he one of those guys? On the low low. Oh damn! I don't remember if he was one of those guys. I remember him. Mm. I know Scorsese is one of those guys. But yeah, I, Scorsese. And went, Cameron went. might be one of those guys too. I'm not sure. So he's a little jelly of, of that Disney bread. Mm-hmm. Those stuck up directors talking shit about comedy. They're like, shut the fuck up. Like haters. My, yeah, dude. Like mine's because Stacey giving crap about you know these movies that are like just like I don't know like unrealistic superhero. And then he does nothing but like gangster mafia movies. You know, like ha, like and also like those movies, the gangster mafia movies were the superhero movies of those days. Like those were the movies that were like ah, you're not gonna watch that kind of film. It's dumb or stuff like that. Like shut shut the fuck up, dude. <laughs> Scorsese yeah. has made the same movie 20 times. <laughs> yeah. Is that, we know journalists are notorious for like sensationalizing news. So here it says James Cameron is hoping that Avengers fatigue sets in pretty soon. He said that See? Uh, Patty Jenkins' Wonder Woman was a step backward. Ooh. But you know, oh. I, I'm willing to bet that if I'm willing, I'm willing to bet that if we brought the actual, like, I don't know, the whole interview, he's probably saying like all kinds of stuff, but you know, journalists are like, okay, we're going to get the most response. Let's say that he hates the Avengers, you know? 
let's say that he hates women protagonists and shit. <laughs> I don't care context or no, that quote was damning and damn you, James Cameron. Damn you. And also, so what, what kind of context would have made that better? What kind of context for him to say Wonder Woman with Patty Jenkins was a step backwards? What, what's before and after that makes him go, but <laughs> that was a great movie and I love those films. <laughs> like, no. And a step backwards for who? Exactly. For female Damn. protagonists, apparently. Damn. But yeah, Cameron. you know what? <laughs> the ha- haters are going to hate. Like, let's let them let hate and let's just keep enjoying our superhero movies because we're not going to see this slow down anytime soon. Right. With this Batman news, uh, Into the Spider-Verse 2, oh, uh, the Spider-Man 3 that's coming out soon that it's, right. I don't know, with Peter Parker exposed and, and uh, oh, what's it, the actor's name? Uh, J. Jonah Jameson reprising his role. Mm. Um, Simmons, right? J.K. Right? Simmons, yeah, yeah. JK and also, Simmons. and also, just with the history, right? Like we're saying, we've been reading comics since like the early '90s and stuff like that. Comics have been on round since the '60s, like at least modern day, at least Marvel, but like obviously Batman, Superman from way before. Like, there's a reason why these characters have lasted as long as they have. You know, it's just about time that the film and tv industry caught on be like oh these are actually good stories you know that we can do stuff mm-hmm. with it and what i love about marvel i think is marvel's been doing a good job at trying trying at least to make their films kind of be like a different genre right like with winter soldier being kind of like a suspense spy kind of thing but a superhero film anyway right you know i do think moving forward other movies should hopefully really try to, 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 to make them be their own thing. Like, like even Logan and, and like the Joker, you know, the Joker film, like they're great films that are not like, don't feel superhero comic book-y like, like traditional like Avengers and stuff like that. They don't feel connected to like a franchise, essentially. That too, yeah. Yeah. Also, by the way, props to Rod for just bringing up that James Cameron crew on the spot and proving us unequivocally. <laughs> now, I, I, I'm going to take the role as the fact checker. So I'm going to be like, I'm going to be young Jamie for our podcast. I respect that. I noticed that. I was like, that was the shout out. <laughs> facts. Shout out to young Jamie. Yeah, shout out to young Jamie. It's inspirational. <laughs> Yo, we appreciate it. Yeah, man. As per, as per Rogan, the best one-handed Googler on the internet. Yeah. Quite jerking off with the hand. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so um, talking about chaos theory from earlier, this is something I kind of wanted to get into. And this is our infamous and most, I want to say, hottest debated segment of our episodes. And it's the who is more epic and also the versus debate. And... This time, we have a bit of a hat trick. It's a three-way, and it's Batman-oriented. So, guys, basically, it kind of goes like this. Who's more epic? Michael Keaton Batman, Christian Bale Batman, or Ben Affleck Batman? And also, think about this. Who would win in a fight? Oh, this is gonna be this is gonna be probably one one that'll go down in history. This this um, who's more epic? Can't wait to see what people think. And this is perfect because it's it, it's 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 appropriate for the theme. But Michael Keaton coming back. All right, so I'm gonna you know start it up. I'm gonna throw in my th- two cents. Damn, it's it's a good one, right? All right, so Keaton, Bale, Batfleck. Um, all right. So I, who's more epic? I have to say, I want to say that it was not an, uh, like a, that it was an easy decision, but it, it kind of wasn't. All right. So, cause to be honest, I think for me, who's more epic, it's between Keaton and Bale. All right. Batfleck, good job. Not, I don't really want to talk too much shit about him. I, I would rather more talk shit about Snyder using him as a Batman. Mm. So not so much Batfleck himself, but between Keaton and Bale, I, you know, Keaton, Keaton is the best Batman. Like, he, he's the most epic Batman, hands down, for several reasons. Obviously, first of all, being the first one, right? And then just being like, having so many iconic scenes, iconic moments. Like, his, his um, Batman, like, phrasing was, has been the best one ever. Like, Christian Bale got it. He did it well, too. 
but eh, it's not it's not as uh as iconic and epic and i would say keaton's keaton's um batman voice is i think hands down the best voice out there like it felt the most natural no, because I feel like, you know, Batflix and, and Bale's Batman voice, which were okay, were a little bit too cartoonish, were a little bit too exaggerated in the, in the growliness and, and, like, raspy side of it. But Batman's, like, Michael Keaton's Batman was just, like, perfect, perfect, switching between the role of Bruce Wayne and Keaton. And, all right, so my last, and my last argument for Keaton is I also think Keaton was the best Bruce Wayne. Mm. He was the best Bruce Wayne compared to all the other ones. Like he's, the way he acted, just he was a little weird. You could feel that he was a little tormented, but then kind of keeping his shit together. I don't know. He just did a wonderful job as Bruce Wayne. All right. <laughs> okay, so that's, who's more epic? The, the battle we'll talk about later. All right, so Rod, what, what do you say? All right, first, uh, shout out to Adam West, because although Michael Keaton is the first... Uh, Adam West did have a film, and honestly, I grew up uh, admiring, you know, Adam West, Batman, and Burt Ward, Robin, um, and this is a separate topic, but I'm a massive Nightwing fan, and it started with Burt Ward's um, iteration of Robin, but back to the matter at hand. Who's the most epic Batman? Well, my argument is going to revolve around the fact that only one Batman has coexisted with Superman. And that's a tough thing to pull off. Not only to coexist with Superman, although Tim Burton's Batman almost did, Michael Keaton almost did, Nicolas Cage, that film would have been made. Um, I have to watch that. It, it, you know, in the comic books, it, it's kind of odd to have a human amongst gods in the Justice League. And I think that Ben Affleck really brought that Bruce Wayne to life. Although the nostalgia and love all goes to Michael Keaton, when it comes to who's more epic, first of all, out of the three, Michael Keaton is the weakest Batman because in order for him to take out a, a room full of thugs, he blew them up with a bomb. Nice. And then uh, Ben, uh, uh, Christian Bale, he did fight many uh, League of Shadows members at the same time, but he was still getting roughed up. Now, Batman... In the infamous warehouse, uh, I say Batman, what I meant was Batfleck in the infamous warehouse Damn. scene. <laughs> I felt like that was the most gritty comic book esque Batman fight scene of all time. And, you know, granted, Ben Affleck didn't have his own film, it never happened. He only appeared in, uh, in conjunction with Superman and then in the, the, sh the shit show that was Justice League and Suicide Squad. Oh yeah, that and those scenes were actually pretty cool. That's probably like one of the only cool things about that movie, honestly. With Will Smith with the with the pimp hat and everything, that was fucking awesome. <laughs> and the fact that his daughter got in the way to stop him from just taking out uh, Batfleck. Anyways, I'm sorry, I gotta go. Even though it hurts my heart, and I love Michael Keaton, he's inspired me as a human. I gotta go with uh, Batfleck, and I'm hoping, I'm hoping to God. God, if you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> I'm sure he does. I hope that the, the Batman that we saw in BVS Ultimate Edition is the same Batman that we see in uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. That character needs some closure. There are rumors that he might be the sacrificial lamb a la Tony Stark. Uh, but whatever. Whatever happens, happens. I can't wait for it. So I'm going to go with uh, Ben Affleck. Mm. And also, just to add uh, a little caveat at the end, because you, uh, you also mentioned who's the best Bruce Wayne. That one I might have to think about. I'm not going to just go ahead with Ben Affleck on that one, because he was like a, you know, kind of a weird Bruce Wayne. But anyway, Chez. Yeah, no, come on, come on. We, we can agree that B Affleck was the worst Bruce Wayne. Like he had moments. I'm not saying he's not. He wasn't a bad Bruce Wayne, but he was worse compared to, to Bale and compared to Keaton. I have to say, like especially like in the in episode one, Chess pointed it out, like him being such a drunk, you know, and just and then trying to make jokes too. Like I don't know, but that he was making jokes as Batman too. But it was just I don't know, but not and not landing because in that Whedon cut. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. But damn, those were good points, Rod. Those were actually damn. All right. Chaz. I just want to start this by saying I don't care who this offends. <laughs> Michael Keaton 
is the worst Batman we've ever had. <laughs> and even and I know what I said at the beginning of this episode that I'm happy that you know he's coming back in the Flash movie and Batman '89 is because it's an awesome movie. Like it's super campy. You know what I mean? It's iconic. But Bruce Wayne does not have a like a fading hairline and like super curly hair like that like just almost comes all the way to the back of his head and like with the sagging like he just doesn't have the bruce wayne look the whole scene with the come on let's get nuts that's not bruce wayne and like if you see the movie try to compare him like and even as batman like i'm not a fan of the keaton one i just wanted to get that out there i don't care what anybody says screw you guys i don't know I will just argue right now to let you keep making your point. But for example, that scene, that classic scene of like, let's get nuts. I think <laughs> if that's, that's actually the, the most Bruce Wayne, I think, a scene because like we've seen in the comic books, in the, in the cartoons, that Bruce Wayne, right, will take on these personas for the moment, right? Because he's acting shit out. He's acting out as a playboy, right? He'll act out all these scenes that want to throw you off. The, that he's not Batman, right? And he was all, he's also been like, what, what was his name? Matches Malone, right? And as, as he's gone into like the mm. mafia underworld to try, so he's an actor, you know? So that moment was him showing like, oh, look at me, I'm crazy to distract Joker because he knew he was going to get shot and he had the plate in his chest ready to get shot because he's that smart. He's a detective. He's ready to go. That's awesome. That was a perfect Bruce Wayne Batman scene. But continue, Chess. Make your point. Yeah, whatever, man. Anyway, <laughs> that was a whack moment. <laughs> Out of the three, um, I do love Batflick. Um, he's not my favorite one, but I'm just going down the list. <laughs> um, sorry. I do love Batflick. Um, he he was insanely epic, and there was so much potential. The only reason why he's not my number one, to be perfectly honest, is just because we, we couldn't get any more. Um, and also because even though like as tough as it was, it just didn't speak to me as much as my favorite one did for some odd reason. I don't know why I give it like a 8.5, possibly even like a nine out of 10, but the one I give a 10 out of 10 to is Christian Bale. And part of the reason being because even though of course it's impossible for his journey to happen, it seems so real. Like, it seems so actually possible. Mm. Like, in a world of, like, there's no magic, there's no other heroes, he did all that crazy shit. And in my opinion, he also has, he had, like, the best bat suit. Um, he was, in my opinion, the most handsome of the Bruce Waynes. No argument there. <laughs> yeah, his hair was amazing. Like, 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 like. There's a part, I think it was in part three, when he's, like, in the Ferrari trying to save the dude, right? Or is not like, in part two, that he's driving the Ferrari through the city? That's in part yeah, two. In part two. He looks like that Ferrari. Mm. <laughs> like, as a man, I was like, holy crap, that's crazy. But, yeah, he's my favorite Batman bar none. And I think his fighting is the best. All because Batman Begins is one of my favorite, like, I want to say top three movies of all time, mm -hmm. all genres. Mm -hmm. I love Batman Begins. And I was there when you first saw it. It was me, you, and Joey. And yeah. for the fans, Joey's my little big brother. <laughs> yeah, it was an amazing experience. Like, I almost wanted to fight crime afterwards. Um, but the best Bruce Wayne, I want to say, and I'm going completely off the board. <laughs> Val, Val Kilmer. Kilmer. Yeah, Val I, Kilmer. I knew you were going to say that <laughs> shit. You guys said it together. <laughs> <laughs> contrarian ass. He's not contrarian. He's the best Bruce Wayne. Val Kilmer. I, okay, uh, can you uh, elaborate, elucidate why Val Kilmer? First of all, he's beautiful. More beautiful than Christian Bale? Yeah, actually. If you compare nah. them, yeah. Val Kilmer in his prime, I think, is more handsome than Christian Bale. <laughs> <laughs> as Bruce Wayne. And second, like, he really played that, like, like suave, soft, like, you would never think that guy's throwing punches left and right. You know what I mean? Where kind of like, with, like, the Christian Bale Bruce Wayne, even though he's super handsome, you see, like, that guy fucks people up. Like, you see it in his face, like, in the structure. Like, there's, like, an underlying grit in that Bruce Wayne. 
as were like the Val Kilmer when he like, like he's like insanely pretty. <laughs> but is it wasn't wasn't he also? I'm like, I actually looked up photos right now. <laughs> I looked up photos right now, but he's he's also like he was blonde. No, he was like a almost like a blonde Batman, Bruce Wayne. That's uh, you know I don't know about that. Uh, I don't know, man. Like I just wish I could get like the Christian Bale Batman, but then out of the costume is the Val Kilmer Bruce Wayne. I wish I could get that in a movie. I think that would have been. Mm. I, would, I think that would have been peak. <laughs> Contrarian. All right, w- which Bruce Wayne got the most pussy? Hmm. Oh, I'm I'm gonna go straight up Adam West. Well, yeah, like he dressed like Hugh Hefner when he wasn't being Batman. Yeah, like, and yeah. it was like the was it the swinging seventies and shit, all that hippie pussy, and, and I think sixties. I think yeah. there's a book sixties. I think there's a book where like it's like a biography about um, Adam West and Burt Ward's antics and just like slaying, nah, just slaying hoes left and right. Nah, man. If there's any Batman that fucks, like any Bruce Wayne that fucks, is Bat Flick. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Bat, Bat. Bat flick fucks. <laughs> they did show a scene where he like wakes up and like, what does he take a shot of whiskey and pills or some shit? Look at that. Look at that. Just wakes up, does drugs. All right. Okay. That, that brings me to my rebuttal. All right. <laughs> I, I think that, well, okay. Batman is obviously superhuman, although he's very human at the same time. I think making him imperfect works for the character like he not make like, he doesn't have to be the most buff guy i'm glad that like uh robert pattinson is like you know upsetting fans like oh i'm not gonna get all jacked you know I, hey, people relax all right michael keaton wasn't even all that jacked val Kilmer wasn't yeah. all that jacked the the, mo- the best shape of batman is christian bale honestly yeah word. yeah so I, I like to see flaws and and you know who's had Come on, he has like a childhood trauma to think that he he's perfect after that. I want to see him like abusing alcohol. I mean, I don't know about the the Justice League scenes and stuff where he's all he's literally Ben Affleck's literally going through an alcoholic face and his face is all puffy and shit. He's trying to like kick it to Gal Gadot on set while the camera's rolling. I don't know what's going on there. Yes, I agree. <laughs> yeah, he's trying yeah. to stay in character as Bruce Wayne. That's what Bruce yeah. Wayne would do. But the circle back, best Bruce Wayne, I got to give it to Christian Bale. He had the most fleshed out Batman. He had a trilogy. He had the the origins all the way to his final battle and retirement. He, he's the only Batman that had a sense of finality. I don't know if Michael Keaton, if his Batman, there's rumors that he comes back, he might entice Tim Burton to come back as well. And they could potentially continue that storyline, which um, Brian Singer attempted to do with Superman Returns. He, had, he tried to continue the tale of Richard Donner and Christopher Reeve, you know, with a new, new direction, but the same story. I'm kind of hoping that we get a Neo Burton Gotham and that, we, and that we can see how this Batman progressed over time that's what i'm most excited about just to circle back to the whole thing i'm most excited to see how this batman aged then you know alfred's long gone right right yeah Um, word you know he's gonna have proteges and whatnot word anyway i'm stoked yes which brings me to the point being stoked about batman what you're reading guys (laughs) what's going on what are you guys reading what? What's that background noise? Yeah, I know. What, like, what, who's having a party? Like, out, not here. That, that is because I live in the Bronx, gentlemen. That's that music I told you guys about. Yeah. About <laughs> it. Ah, uh, yeah. But, all right, but that's good. All right, but like, wait, 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 wait. Before I think switching over to watch your reading, <laughs> which I thought we weren't gonna do today, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like, like it's your, it's your. It's on the list. It's on the list. But wait, 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 wait. All right. So it seems, it seems. All right. Just to make sure we we, we finalize this, right? Because also it seems. All right. We for, this is the first time we don't all agree, right? So we have. I said Michael Keaton, most epic Batman. Rod went with Bat, no, with Batflick, and and Chess with with Bale. You know, and I do want to say I think everybody made some solid arguments. I think I. Yep. I there was moments where I'm like, damn, like I gotta rethink this, but nah, 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 nah. But we didn't say that. We didn't say so. Who would win in a fight? Oh, right, the right. Three were boom left in a warehouse. You know, ah, uh, yeah, very true. Yeah, very easy true. to answer, guys. There is no <laughs> debate. First I, of all, Michael Keaton. Okay, 
Okay, Christian Bale. Are you going to say Michael Keaton? Wait, wait, hold on. Hold on, wait. Christian Bale. Wait, 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 wait. Is this is this with gadgets? Is this like with or is this just one on one? Okay, wait. For this hypothetical fight, are they killing? Because of course not. It's Batman. So it's just a fight. Of course they're killing. They're Batman. (laughs) Batman doesn't kill. So no, no, they're not. I say they're killing each other. Mm-mm. All right, because if they're allowed to use lethal measures, then Christian Bale's the least likely to win in that in that circumstance because he's the only Batman that never killed on screen, right? Right. I mean, right. And then and then because Michael Keaton's Batman basically only killed almost by accident, though, like just letting Joker fall. You know, did he didn't kill other people? What? No, no. He he dropped like a small bomb in a in an Ace Chemicals full of thugs, and then he just drove away epically as the whole thing exploded. <laughs> All right. It's like the Batmobile that drops like a little a little thing, thing, thing. He goes, he just drives out, and there's this huge explosion scene. And in Batman Returns, not only does he kill uh, one of the Penguin's uh, circus henchmen, he smiles before. <laughs> Killing him. Yeah, word. He, which shows that this Batman is a sadist. He right, knew. Right. He knew he was gonna end that guy's life right there. And he liked it. Like he was waiting. <laughs> he couldn't wait for it. Like yes. Which is one of my all-time favorite gifts of yes. all time. All right. So then. So then, are we allowing killing or not in this? In this? In this battle? Fine. I'll cave. No killing. All right. No. No killing. killing? All right. So who would win, Rod? What do you think? You're saying it was easy. Okay. I- it's gonna boil down to either Batfleck or Bale, or Bale Man, whatever you want to call that one. Because uh, Michael Keaton is super epic, but again, I, I like the fact that they're he's whack. They're, they're limited, and you know he he had a hard time fighting that one thug, like in the Joker's Tower at the end of the first Batman. That one thug almost whooped his ass, and he killed that guy too. Just to add, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah. But whereas Christian Bale and Batfleck can take on multiple opponents at, at the same time. But I think if you break down their fight scenes, Batfleck is the most resourceful. And again, just to throw the, you can't really argue with this point. He coexists with the rest of the Justice League. (laughs) And he survived a fight against uh, General Zod Doomsday. I mean, granted, you know, he didn't do that much in that fight, but still, he was holding it down. All right, so I go again, Batfleck. Mm, I, that's not bad. That's not a bad. I think hearing that and thinking about, it, I would, I would say, of course, Michael Keaton would not win <laughs> this battle. No, I, I love the man, but like loved him as Batman, but he just wouldn't do it. I do think it would be Bale. I think Bale would be the one who wins in a fight, and this is why because uh, he, like, they would, they whoop Michael Keaton's ass hands down easy. And Batfleck, you're right, he was good. But but honestly, we really only got one good fight scene for Batflick. Only really one. Everything else that we saw him doing stuff was usually in like some technological thing. Like it's either in his the Batmobile or that like what was that tank thing that he was kind of climbing up the tunnel in Justice yeah. League, right? And then in that's you know in the, in his like Frank Miller type armor uh, versus Superman and like. You know, he was all right, okay, you know, like, and yeah, so he's, he survived, you know, being with the same with the Justice League, but I think out of pity, you know, like, they're, they're like, just not letting him die, pretty much, they're like, yeah, sure, buddy, hang out, you know, because they see him as a, you know, sad, drunk, broken boy, you know, like, all right, but I think Bale, like, we know he got the training, we saw the epic ass training that he's gotten, we've seen him take on a lot of people with him without the suit. Right. And like, I think he just has the stamina. Oh, and that's the other thing in the stamina. And so like, I think Baffleck will fight well. He'll, he'll be able to do it, but he's, he's going to get tired. Like he's fat. Like he's, he needs, he needs a drink, you know, <laughs> like he's, he's eventually going to get worn out and Bale's going to be like, just keep going, keep going. And then Bale would whoop his ass. I like that. <laughs> I'm also going to go Bale just simply based off the one scene in Batman Begins where he gets up out of bed chugs a green beverage and just drops to doing push-ups just for that scene alone bill would win that and batman 89 can't turn his neck and right and bad flick as miguel pointed out he's just a fat slob relatively compared to christian bale so 
It's a little harsh. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I said compared to Christian Bale. <laughs> For I definitely go Bale. He would win. He has the most mobile neck on his costume. Hmm. <laughs> yep. That's true. That's true. Because also, like, and if they allowed to kill people, like, it'd be easy to kill Michael Keaton and just like snap his neck, like a little bit, like you just have <laughs> a to little bit. Like, no, honestly, if we're allowing killing, that's where Michael Keaton would actually be. Able to <laughs> <play>. He excels. <laughs> honestly, Batman '89 excels in killing. <laughs> I think that's where he'd get his edge because he takes pleasure in killing. <laughs> But it's sleight of hand killing because people don't even notice until you really look at his antics. Bruh. <laughs> it's all sleight of hand. All right, damn. Different rules. We would have Michael Keaton win. All right, but like, <laughs> regular Batman rules. All right, we have Bale. You know. Yeah, Bale wins. All right, not bad. <laughs> that, is, that is an interesting turn of events. Look at that. <laughs> Favorite episode so far. <laughs> <laughs> This is a Batman-centric episode. Yeah, yeah, we definitely got to, like, you know, go to Marvel next time and all that shit. The, 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 this was the Batcast, guys. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, cause, and it then was. technically, because I think, you know, because we've gotten a lot, you know, with the pandemic. I think we've gotten, because technically we should have almost around this time been talking about Black Widow, you know, because the movie was supposed to come out in June. No? Yep. And it got, it got moved. And so, and we've gotten like zero pretty much news really for Marvel. I think we've been getting a lot of DC news like mm-hmm. over the last few months, you know, like, and so exactly. Marvel will have this day. Well, Marvel mm-hmm. will come back strong. And also they, Marvel just ended their epic, epic, you know. 20 year run. Like, my yeah. God. let the machine cool <laughs> off for a second. Exactly. Like Infinity War just happened, right? Like, you know, like, let's let them. They've earned the break, you know. Take, take, take six months, a year <laughs> off if you need. You know, you're good. they're going to come back strong. And I can't wait for the next big saga, which I hope it'll be like Dr. Doom or something like Cosmic. Yeah. Like, well, Cosmic, not like Thanos, like something. Yeah, yeah, that'd be pretty wild. Yeah, and apparently, since I completely forgot that second part of the who's versus who's more epic, I was way off on the next segment. But I think, if I'm not mistaken, are we there now? How do you guys feel about that? I think we're about to wrap up. Yeah, though. I think we wrap it up. The- okay, then yeah. there you go. All right, guys. And, I- and also, yeah, I haven't had a chance to read metal yet, which would have been more bat talk. <laughs> like, I would have started to get into like, how epic Scott Snyder's... Oh, uh one uh i thought that you had what, started it uh no i like the what is it called heavy metal is the new story yeah, yes that one just dropped i haven't had a chance to read it but a slightly related story um so you know uh august is going to have a major dc event where they're going to release information on comics films cartoons their app games all that and there are rumors that they're going to release uh, a court of owls themed batman game that may be Maybe adjacent to the Arkham series, so that'd be insane. that's gonna be dope. Oh, that's gonna be fucking cool. Is it gonna be Rocksteady? Yeah, Rocksteady. Uh, what? That's their next game. But this is all rumors. Uh, if it turns out to be true, we're gonna know it like in August. But yeah, it's gonna be some big news. If it's not true, if it's not true, I'm just gonna blame you and be upset. Do it. Man, that'd be dope. And is it is it called what, what's it called the new? Because that's the book that you said you just bought, right? Is the is the, the the from Dark Knights from Snyder's run with the whole metal saga, right? Yeah, heavy metal, right? That's like the the latest. Hold on. Oh no, ne- no, I just double so death metal, heavy metal. Oh, death metal. Death metal. Oh yeah, because I'm thinking of like the you know the 1980s heavy metal comic, which. I think takes uh, this book probably takes some inspiration from that one. Oh yeah, I'm pretty oh, sure. Yeah, for yeah. that, yeah, yeah. it definitely pretty homage. Yeah. E- e- even the pose of uh, Wonder Woman is so much yeah. the iconic. Uh, anyway, <laughs> before we get into the end, bef- <laughs> and before we start yeah, episode yeah, yeah, yeah. four, we're right on the heels of episode three. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just go ahead and wrap this one up, guys. And thanks, all you listeners out there, all five hundred million of you for. Tuning into episode three of the Legion on Zoom. And once again, everybody, I'm Chez. Yo, and I'm Miguel. I'm Rod. You can find us on Instagram.com slash Legion on Zoom, YouTube.com slash Legion on Zoom. Just Google it. Just fucking follow everything. All right. We're out there. We're official. Shit's happening. 
Boom. Later, guys. Peace. Peace. Later. Legion on Zoom, starring and produced by Jose Perez, a.k.a. Chess, Rodney Martinez, and myself, Miguel Arce. Please subscribe on wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or shoot us an email at legiononzoom at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media at legiononzoom.com.